listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikera. And this is uh, episode number 26, I do believe. <clears throat> Originally, this was supposed to be a, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it, a episode I was going to do with uh, Sage Jaden, my friend. But uh, due to some events in his life, he, uh, I had to basically decide to do it myself. And, um, you know, Sage will be back on a little bit, but he's moving and stuff, so... We'll do something else together in the future. But uh, essentially what this week is, is going to be my top 40 of 2023, or 2022, sorry. So uh, be uh, top 40 metal albums. I'm not really, uh, I'll probably uh, shout out a few of the non-metal albums that I like this year. Um, But overall, like, uh, it's just metal, uh, top 40 metal albums. And uh, like I said, I'll uh, mention a few of the non-metal things I liked for this year. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot non-metal albums that really caught my attention this year. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty much a metal-heavy year, uh, which we'll get into with the episode. And uh, there's also going to be a Spotify playlist, which I'll be posting. Um, it'll be in the Stories Archive on my page in Denver Underground Radio uh, with the Soul Knox right after this episode uh, in that story archive. So there you can go and hit that. Go on Instagram, check that story archive. You can find the playlist there. Uh, I'll try to uh, title the playlist also on Spotify as like Soul Knox Top 40, Soul Knox Podcast Top 40 of 2022. And you can maybe type that in and find the playlist that has all the albums, uh, minus one, which is not on uh, Spotify. Um... So yeah, I uh, this that's what's going on this week. I'm gonna get that into that in just a moment. Um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, shout out the other horsemen of the podcast apocalypse. Uh, Mondays we have Brandon Legion with the Whore Wolf Six Six Six. Brandon should be on uh, here pretty soon. Um, I think next week, uh, hopefully, if everything goes according to plan. It'll be next week or the week after when the episode hits. Um, and on Tuesdays, we got uh, Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Smith. And uh, Jackie's also going to be on the podcast uh, next month in February. So look forward to that. Um, Wednesday, we got uh, Mike Hill with Everything Went Black. Mike was on the podcast last week. For uh, we covered the story Wolf Said by Robert E. Howard. Um, we're gonna have uh, some more stuff coming up that's gonna be cool, so keep an eye out for that. On Thursdays, we have Necromaniacs with uh, Mike Hill, Mike Scandato, and Jeff Kashid. And uh, yeah, I need to re- schedule with Mike Scandato, get him on the podcast. So, uh, hopefully, we'll have that happen soon. Need to complete the uh the horsemen need to get him and jeff on the podcast at some point then i'll have all the horsemen on um and then uh unofficial member somebody i shout out because this podcast one i think uh people listening this will like that is uh cheyenne from trivax with his podcast iblis manifestations so yeah go on uh, instagram facebook Spotify, Apple Music, all that kind of shit. And go follow everybody and uh, give five-star 
ratings and reviews and uh you know all that shit do the same for me you can follow me at uh carl hikara k-a-r-l-h-a-i-k-a-r-a on instagram uh or also at denver underground radio um and uh yeah give us a follow and uh you know feel free to comment and message or whatever about episodes uh yeah as long as it's not a bunch of whinging but um before i get into the episode proper i'm going to play a track from one of my top albums of the year and I'm not going to say what number yet because we're going to get in the episode. But it is uh, Darvaza with um, Mother of Harlots from their album Ascending into Perdition. All right, we'll be back here in a minute. Thank you. Hail Satan.
All right. So, yeah, that was Darvaza with um, Mother of Harlots from their album Ascending into Perdition. So, yeah, this week we're doing the top 40 of 2022. Um, this year was a very difficult year for this um, rating, ranking. Um, like, um, I think the last... Uh, Last couple of years have been really good. Like 2020, 2021 were both amazing years for, for metal. But I think 2022 uh, has outstripped even the last two years in a lot of ways. Like, it's pretty incredible the amount of uh, amazing albums that came out this year. And the quality is extremely high as well. In that I could see pretty much every single album on my list being in someone else's top 10 or even in their top you know, the number one spot, I mean, you know, pretty much every, everything on my list, if somebody was like, yeah, that was my favorite album, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool, I get it, you know, because it's just so, so good of a year, and with that kind of um, uh, excess of greatness that we got this year, it made it very difficult picking just 40, Originally, I was going to try to do 20, but it just I couldn't do justice to this year just doing 20 or 30, so 40 is good. Um, the uh, I, I kind of was thinking with this year as well, To um, It's definitely reflective of my listening of this year. These are the albums that I listen to the most. Uh, some of them throughout the whole year, some of them at, towards the end, but they're the albums that made the biggest impact that uh on me personally so this is not a i'm really not being necessarily making this list saying okay this is what i think were the best albums of the year this is just my personal top albums and uh even like the kind of order that they're in is pretty relative you know like uh um it's not really 100% in, you know, exact order. I go, oh, this one's better than that one, that one's better. You know, I just kind of picked 40 of the albums and kind of arranged them in a in an order, uh, kind of approximating my uh, experience or, you know, what I thought of them in a way, you know. Uh, so, you know, the ones um, higher up, uh, I mean, like, or lower on the list, I guess, uh, towards the end of the list, uh, uh, definitely are not. No, they're they're not worse than any of the other albums. It's just maybe the ones that uh hit me, I didn't listen to quite as much as maybe the ones at the top. So that's kind of the uh the the framework of how I arranged this. You know, like just very, it's a very subjective list. Which uh yeah, not making any claims to say oh these are better than than those. You know. Because yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be things on my list that some people will be like, yeah, that's not that, that's not that good or whatever. I don't care, you know. That, this is what I like, and this is what I've been listening to. And this is the kind of black metal that I like. But, and I think that each album on my list, I think, is very uh, great album, and should be, you know, people should check it out. You know, check each band out, you know, each album, and support them. You know. Uh, this is one year where I started getting back more into buying CDs, so I bought a, a number of these, uh, even did my first pre-order for one of them. Uh, I don't usually pre-order CDs, but I did for one of them. Um, you know, like, uh, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, 
the I think it's important to support the artist as much as possible if you know I think streaming I mean most even if I buy a CD I'm I'm listening to it through streaming if it's available but uh I kind of you know it's nice to have that physical copy of something that means a lot to you so at this point in my life like I'm not necessarily into like buying every fucking thing that comes out but I uh, you know if I give it a chance I really like it it's really important to me I need to buy a physical copy of it you know for the future <clears throat> I think that's a, a good thing to do um yep so i guess we'll get into the the list you know originally uh originally i was going to pick 40 but then only do like maybe 20 for the thing because it was going to be me and sage but since he's not doing it tonight i'm just going to talk about the whole 40 go through the list um all right so starting off the list at number 40 i have uh the third album by Diavol Cult, uh, called Drep Ale Guder. Diavol Cult is a band from Norway. I have a lot of Norwegian bands in this list tonight, actually. Uh, my favorite album by them is their first one, which is a fucking absolutely incredible piece of Norwegian black metal. If you you know are a fan of like Suter and those kinds of bands, you'll fuck. You need to get the first Diavol Cult. Uh, I like their second one as well. Um, Maybe not as much as the first, but it's still a great album. So I was looking forward to this one, and um, I, you know, didn't disappoint. My only real complaint that keeps it from getting higher up in the list is that the uh, drum production is a little, uh, uh, a little too. I don't know. Uh, it sounded like definitely like electric drum kit, you know, kind of sound. So that was like the thing that keeps it from getting higher. Is it's a little bit of that. Uh, too electric type of kick drum sound like kind of reminds me of like sunset sunlight studios or something you know but the songwriting is great the atmosphere is great uh you know really solid piece of great norwegian black metal and definitely i think the Evil cult needs some attention and i want to get this on the list so um number 39 i got Panzerfaust with the sons of perdition three the astral drain um, Panzerfaust is one of those bands that I have to be in a kind of particular mood for. Uh, and when I'm in the mood for it, it's great. And I'm not in the mood for it, I um, I just go. I don't even like listening to them. They're, you know, but that's not a mark on them. It's just the way certain bands are. But I think this album is an amazing album. Uh, I think the band is amazing for what they do. Just have to be in a particular mood. But definitely, this album is a, is a very high quality one. Great atmosphere, um, really into the kind of war vibe that they got going on, you know, when I'm in that mood. But uh, yeah, that's why it's, even though I'm, I'm sure uh, Jackie will probably have this up very high, maybe even this top 10 for me, uh, it's one of those albums that that I like, uh, and I like it enough to put it on the, on the list, but uh, you know. It's not one of the ones that I listen to the most of the year. Um, but Panzerfaust are a great band from Canada. I definitely recommend checking out all their stuff. Give the Sons of Perdition trilogy a listen. I think there's supposed to be one more album in this. Um, and I think they're all going to fit together really well, which will be pretty cool. Uh, let's see, 38, we got uh, Death Omega with The Long Defeat. Uh, the new album from Death Omega. 
I believe their last album came out, what, 2020? Big fan of the last album. And, uh, yeah, I like this album. Um, I listened to it a lot when it came out, but then I never listened to it again until fairly recently. Just why it's low on the list. I think it's a good album. Um, I do like some of the elements in it where I could hear a little bit of return back to maybe some of the older DSO sound. But then at the same time, it's very post-album, you know, very moody. Uh, which is cool. I like it. Uh, I feel like this, you know, it's got some, still has its black metal elements here and there. It's not as chaotic as some of their stuff, which is okay for me because personally, um, I get very, very like tired of their chaotic stuff. Like, you know, uh, not a huge, like, uh, it's something that I weary of after a little while. I think they do it well, but it's nice to kind of hear them do something different. And I do always like it when they get a bit more moody, like, you know, say the first track of Kenos was great. But, you know, to this day, I still kind of wish that DSO was still sticking a bit more black metal. Like, my favorite DSO album is uh, Inquisitors of Satan and Sea um, uh, Monumentum. Those are my two favorite albums by them. And so that gives you a little taste of what I like about DSO. And I'm a fan of the rest of their stuff okay you know and uh, this album was pretty good definitely needed to be on the list um number 37 is the antichrist imperium with volume three satan and his original glory so for any fan of uh the band akrakaki uh akrakak however you want to pronounce that uh, antichrist imperium is an essential listen in my opinion, this band is the one that really, I mean, to me, it sounds more like uh, Akrakaki than the last Akrakaki album did, like their, their reunion album. That reunion album from Akrakaki barely sounded like them, in my opinion, and what really didn't like it that much. But this, the Antichrist Imperium, is fucking great. All three of the albums are great albums, um, and definitely keep up that, that vibe of Akrakaki. I think... Um, Again, the reason why it's lower on my list, where I know some people have it higher, is because it's uh, I'm not too into the um, real uh, chaotic, like uh, constant changing of these types of bands like Akrakok and Antichrist. But uh, that doesn't mean I don't like it. I do like it. But it's another one of those uh, in the mood for albums, you know. But I definitely recommend giving this a, a listen. It's a great album, if, particularly if you're a fan of Akrakok or that kind of sound. Um, black metal that's dark and sinister, has a lot of twists and turns and a lot of changes and different things going on, a little bit of, a little bit of a progressive element. Um, great fucking evil, you know, vibe, evil satanic lyrics and, and image and stuff. You know, you got to give this a listen. So uh, highly recommended. And uh, from the my number thirty six is from the same composer of Antichrist Imperium, which um, Matt uh, uh, Wilcox, and um, this band is called Werewolves. And this is their third album, I believe, from the Cave to the Grave. Uh, definitely one of the best death metal albums from twenty twenty two. I only really have two death metal albums on my list because I didn't really listen to much death metal. So, uh, yeah, I kind of spread them out through the list. Uh, you got one a little bit later and one now. This album is sick. Werewolves are great. Primitive, fucking, uh, jacked up on testosterone, you know, 
uh, barbarian fucking death metal. And uh, definitely recommend, if you if that sounds good to you, if you like that kind of barbaric fucking beat you over skull death metal, you need to listen to Werewolves, and particularly this album. This album's my favorite. I think it has the best production. The drums sound the best, because that was like my biggest complaint about some older werewolves is that the drums sound a little teeny. On this album, the drums sound great. Uh, all around their best album, and I know that they got another one coming up, so... I'm sure next year there's going to be werewolves on my, or I mean, for you know, when I do my list next in, uh, next January, I'm sure there's going to be another werewolves album. That's a that's a lock. Uh, before that is number 35 with Power From Hell, Shadows Devouring Light. Uh, Power From Hell are a band from uh, Brazil. Uh, great fucking band. Um... They're kind of a funny band, like, uh, I would say, like, their really early stuff isn't that good, but they, uh, have progressed and gotten better and better with every release. They're very old school, very, like, fucking primitive, like, you know, black metal, you know, real old school with, like, kind of, you know, that kind of Archgoat-like, um, type of approach as far as lyrics and things go, but they're a little bit more... I guess like a little bit more Bathory old school sounding than Archcode even. Um, but yeah, this album is fucking sick. Uh, released by Deborah Morte, which is a great label. I was surprised when they were releasing, uh, uh, sir, you know, this band though, because, <coughs> you know, they're Deborah Morte, feel like they have a, their kind of particular vibe that they release most of the time. And, and, uh, Power from Hell's, but, you know, they did release Archcoat last year, so I think maybe they're trying to break into that that primitive um, black metal market as well a little bit with some bands, you know, which is great. You know, I'm a big fan of that kind of sound. I'm a big fan of, of the kind of primitive old school black metal stuff, just like worshiping uh, Satan and, you know, uh, taking no prisoners. You know, that's, that's my thing. So uh, definitely... Definitely a great album, and I recommend checking it out. <clears throat> Alright, so before that, is number 34 is Hexeray with Ancient Evil Spirits. This is from, uh, uh, fuck, um, blanking on the name of the, of the label. Oh, well, it's not important. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I'll remember later. But it's a great great label. Um, they usually have at least one or two albums that are on my list every year. Uh, but yeah, Angel Evil Spirits. This album reminds me of um, kind of of the German catharsis in a way. It has that same kind of buzzsaw-y, primitive guitars, uh, kind of thrashy. Uh, real evil, like, catacombs vibe. Kind of like if you're listening to, like, a Crucifixion by Catharsis or something like this. Very, very good. Very, very atmospheric. Like, you're just drowning in this dark, uh, like, crypt atmosphere on this album. Like, which is perfect. Like, this one of the things, that, one of those types of vibes that I absolutely love. I'm always into finding new bands doing that kind of vibe because, you know, uh, you don't find too many bands doing that, uh, but when you do, it's great. I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, before that was 33 with Liv Sleda with Sep Sepulchral Dedication. 
And Liv Sleda are a band from Sweden. They've released one album before this and I think an EP or two. Uh, very, very good uh, band. Very, like, um, definitely very much the kind of, I guess you could say, newer Swedish black metal sound. Um, definitely some melodic, but dark and moody at the same time. With a, like, a definite old school element to what they're doing. Uh, very raw, but very, uh, at the same time, polished. It's hard to explain. Like, the production does this kind of raw vibe a little bit, but, uh, and, uh, things like that. But, you know, the writing is very well put together, uh, very atmospheric, uh, but at the same time, you know, raw, you know. Um, I think this album's a great one. Uh, whether or not it's better than the first one, I don't know. I think they're about equal, you know. They're both great albums. They both are on my list. I definitely recommend, if you don't know the band, go check them out for sure. Let's see, before that, number 32. Let me take a drink. All right, number 32. We got a newer release that came out at the end of the year, which is Satanic War Master with Amon Gander. And this album came out on Hell's Headbangers. Uh... I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of uh, Satanic War Master's previous albums, particularly their last one, Fimble Venter. Uh, this one does not disappoint. It's a great fucking album. Um, you know, there's been a really long time since Satanic War Master released an album. I know that uh, he's been working on uh, other projects, which I have, like Werewolf and different ones, but... Uh, you know, it's nice to see him come back to Satanic Warmaster and uh, release a really solid, killer fucking album. Definitely, I mean, this stands up there with, one, with some of his best, you know, and um, great atmosphere. Definitely gonna, definitely one to, if you really like that, that real classic Finnish black metal vibe, you need to have this album, you know. And, uh, you know, this uh, hands down... Uh, very great. <clears throat> All right. Before that, we got 31 with Serpent's Oath with Ascension. So Serpent's Oath were a band. I think their first album came out in 2020 and was one of my favorite albums of 2020 by far. Uh, along with like Malakim, Striggs, uh, uh, Svartzen, and, uh, and Graf Fintner. Those are some of my albums that in 2020 and the Serpent's Oath was right up there was one I listened to a ton so I was very excited when this album came out and it's definitely a great album um and uh I just I think other albums this year I ended up listening to a bit more so that's why it's a little bit lower but uh it's a fucking great album uh to describe Serpent's Oath I would say they're definitely orthodox black metal uh, they have some elements that remind me of Watain, and then, uh, uh, but they don't sound exactly like Watain. They have their own type of sound. They're from Belgium, um, but you know they have that kind of uh, Orthodox Swedish vibe a little bit mixed with their own sound at the same time. Uh, so yeah, definitely a highly recommended band. I think this album was fucking great. They're you know very occult, um, esoteric band. Uh, great when you're in that kind of mood. And uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, definitely check out Ascension. Um, I need to get a hard copy of this one because the artwork is beautiful for it. 
Uh, speaking of Vatain, uh, number 30, we have Vatain themselves with the agony and ecstasy, ecstasy of Vatain. So, yep, uh, new Vatain album. Uh, this one is a great one. I know it, it's even an album that's won over people like Jackie Smith from Into the Necrosphere, who was not a fan of Vatain at all. Uh, to be honest, I hadn't li- really listened to Vatain in a while. I used to be a big fan of theirs. Well, I had a weird, like, up and down roller coaster relationship with Vatain in the sense that, um, when I first found out about them, I did not like them back in the early 2000s because I thought they were kind of weak and uh, too melodic. Then, uh, that's because all I had heard was, uh, the light devouring, uh, not the light devouring, um, their, my brain is not working tonight. Uh, their, their third album, which for some reason I, I'm like blanking the name. Uh, but then when I found out, when I heard Castle's Lucifer, I became a big fan of Vatain, uh, and then ended up going back to the other one and liking it more. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, I think, uh, there was a period where I wasn't really listening to them as much, and that was mostly because uh, their music kind of reminded me of a time in my life that I didn't really want to think about. And uh, so then years go by, and then I come back to them this year and uh, start listening to them again. And uh, this album came out, and I think it's a great one. Um, and I definitely highly recommend people checking it out, even if you're not a fan of Watain. I think it's a really good album that encompasses pretty much their entire discography. Uh, it does bring back a lot of the kind of more melodic side of their sound. That I feel like the last album was a bit more on the raw side, which was fine with me. But, you know, if some people like the more polished side of Watain, you're going to like this album. But uh, it has a lot of uh, different things going on in great atmosphere. And it's definitely one of those ones that you can listen. I mean, when I first listened to it, I listened to it a few times in a row uh, where it kind of feels like um, it feels like it ends and you can you want more. You know, it's definitely a great one. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, number 29. Blute all snored with Disharmonium Undreamable Abysses. So, Budos Nord are one of my favorite bands of all time. And, uh, uh, with, I like pretty much everything they do. I'm made mainly a big fan of their kind of what I call like abyssic black metal stuff, like, uh, big fan of, you know, the work which transforms God, uh, Mystical Beast of Rebellion. I do really like their first two albums, Ultima Thule and uh, Memoir of Estura 1. Uh, I did not like the last album at all. It was not what I wanted from, from Budos Norden. Maybe I was also put off by the stupid um, magic mushroom nonsense. You know, I don't give a fuck about that. And, uh, you know, I don't really care. I don't really like... To be honest, like, I'm not a fan of Magic Mushrooms, and most people that I know who like them, I think, are fucking idiots, so... <laughs> not everybody. I know there's people out there who are cool, who like, mag- who like the Mushrooms, and that's fine, but a lot of people that I know are, who do ma- Magic Mushrooms are very pushy. I've had bad experiences with pushy people trying to get you to do them and stuff like that. So, to be honest, that kind of weighed in on having a whole album called, like, you know, about hallucinogens and shit. I was just like, not interested. Sorry. And I don't like, didn't rake the music either. 
So uh, I was definitely had that kind of feeling of like uh, with this album when um, when they announced and Vinzval announced that yeah it's gonna be a dark evil album I was like fuck yeah like that's what I want I don't want to you to do hallucinogen part two you know and I really liked four hist that was that I thought was ten thousand times better than uh, fucking hallucinogen. And they had a great atmosphere and, like, really brought you into this great feeling of, you know, that walking in the woods type of black metal, right? Um, so, yeah, I was definitely excited about this album. Um, and maybe I was a little too excited, had a little too much expectations for it in the sense that uh, I was really hopeful to have type of boot off snort I wanted. And, and for most part, you did. It was it's a great album, great atmosphere and everything. There's some parts to it that um I don't know, like didn't really do it for me as much as I was hoping, I guess, and I do wish that there was more vocals on it, like real vocals and a little bit um I don't know. I was just longing a little bit for some something else from it, but uh that's why it's not higher up on the list. But I think it's a great album. Uh, I know some people who think it's one of their best, which I, you know, I'm not going to disregard that. I think it's a good one. Uh, it's probably not one I'm going to go back to as much as, say, the work with Transforms God, which is my, that one and Mystical Beast are my favorite, and uh, I think the most perfect, as well as I'm a big fan of that one once was, LPs, uh, or, you know, EPs like that, which ones was, or whatever, one and three. I love those, um, you know. But I'm a fan of every. I'm a fan of Odinist, and I do like all their stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> it's definitely a good album. <laughs> but I'm just kind of explain. It's funny. I'm like going through and like explaining why it's not higher. I don't know why I'm doing that, but uh, it's a good, good. Uh, just lay it out. This is why. But I am a big fan of this album. Still, definitely go give it a listen. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it as a first Bluetooth Snort album, though. Uh, but uh, definitely if you're a fan of Blue Dots Nord and you haven't heard this album yet, you need to go listen right now. Um, let's see, before that, at number 28, we have uh, Absent in Body of Plague God. This is one that uh, took me a little while to get on the on the bandwagon with it. Everyone I know is a big fan, uh, had... You know, Mike Hill sending it to me and Jackie. And then, you know, once everybody's sending it to me, then I was like, okay, I'll give this a listen. And uh, definitely great, super dark fucking atmosphere, super bleak. Like, uh, I don't know how to explain. The album's kind of like got these like ambient electronic elements with these tribal drums and just and doom and stuff and it's just fucking really and uh pounding and intense music uh great fucking album if you want to it's a good back-to-back with this one and the blue doll snort actually you know to just like descend into the pits of hell you know uh the kind of pit of absolute zero no abyss there you go you got absent in body. Uh, number twenty-seven. We got Hell Militia with Hollow Void. Hell Militia. Big fan of the first album. Um, kind of, they're kind of got that declining. Where I'm not as big a fan of the ones after, but they're okay. Uh, I guess they got a new vocalist, which I 
figured out after this album came out, I was like, oh, okay, uh, Maynox is not in the band anymore like he was originally. Um, new vocalist, and uh, this album is fucking sick. Like, <laughs> really blew me away when I listened to it, and I listened to the interview he did with Into the Necrosphere and everything. Uh, this album is just fucking, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, my kind of album, just brutalizing the listener with this dark atmosphere and kind of a real rough production in a lot of ways. Uh, definitely, like, I love it. You know, if you want some fucking unrelenting, grim black metal that has this kind of, uh, yeah, very bleak feeling, definitely Hell Militia Hollow Void is an essential one. I think that one is a... Uh, <clears throat> Fuck My brain is not working tonight I'm trying to think of the label that's on I should know this Yeah My brain is definitely not working tonight Um <clears throat> We're going to because there's, there's a lot of the albums on my list tonight that's on the same label, and uh, I think it's kind of funny that I can't remember. Uh, you can tell that I've been working all day and come here and do this. Uh, yes. Season of Mist, that's it. Oh, my God. Yes, Season of Mist. They got a lot on here uh, on my on my list today. Uh, so yes, so definitely check that out. Uh, before that, in number twenty-six, and uh, the label that this one's on is the same one that the Hex Ray, which is Sentient Ruin. There you go, another great label. Um, but yeah, this is Black Fucking Cancer with Procreate and Verse. Uh, <clears throat> yet another fucking blast of unrelenting, very brutal, fucking noisy. Uh, grinding fucking black metal, like uh, and again, this one has a lot of elements that remind me of the German catharsis. Uh, maybe a little bit more aggressive than German catharsis, but that same kind of I don't know. I really like the kind of noise element where it's like the the very sound of the production has this you know, grinding noise, noisy grit to it. And this one, Hell Militia, and a bunch of others in my list all have that. Like, this album is fucking great. Uh, you need, if anybody hasn't listened to it, you need to go listen. This is on the first time I listened to it, just hit me right away from the very beginning and uh, keeps you glued to it throughout. Uh, yeah, definitely one, one great fucking album. And that's why I'm going, like, we're at that point where it's really hard. To, like I said, like, this album was in my top at one point. Um, but then I started thinking about some of the other albums that came out. So it was very, very, this way is very, very hard to, to arrange these. Cause this album, like this one, you know, this one or Budos Nord or some of the other ones I've already covered could easily be in the top 10, like easy. <clears throat> and then talking about another one that could be in the top 10, we got uh dote whore at number 25 with angels hung from the arches of heaven. This is a definitely Goat Horse best album. 
hands down. I mean, I I like Goat Horror, but this album is their best, and it's just a solid, great album. Another one that just hits hard. Great production, great tone to everything, you know. Uh, and it and it's one of those ones you can listen to, you know, on repeat, where it just drags you in, hooks you in. Just you listen to it, you know. I I remember when I listened to it first time. I I listened to it a few times in a row, and I was just like entrapped by how great it is so uh and i don't it, i think this might also be a season missed but i'm not sure but yeah this is a great fucking album definitely go check out goat whore angels hung from the arches of heaven <clears throat> and then uh see number 24 we got destroyer 666 with uh their newest album never surrender the um this is a great album uh, by Destroyer 666. They do not disappoint, that's for sure. Let me tell you. Uh, another season I missed one. <laughs> so <coughs> there you go. Get all the season I missed. They got a lot of albums on my list today, I guess. Uh, yeah, but um, this album, I believe, is uh, uh, one of their best. Uh, maybe not my favorite. I'm trying to remember... I think my my favorite is either uh I think it's Cold Steel for an Iron Age or Defiance. Uh but yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Destroyer Six Six Six. I like all the albums in their career, you know. I don't care uh, but I you know, whatever. I think they're great great thrashy fucking black metal stuff. Um this album is great all the way through. Um you know, if you like Destroyer Six Six Six, you need definitely definitely a must listen album. And if you like thrashy, old school black metal, definitely essential listen. You know, give it a listen, give it a go. <clears throat> All right. Um, in case you guys haven't seen a, a kind of what do you call it a, a trend in my list. I have a for number twenty-three with Ultra Sylvem with their newest album, The Sanctity of Death. Um, covering yet another <laughs> old school fucking you know, kind of thrashy black metal band. <laughs> this one is from um Sweden. Uh I would say they're kind of in the if you're a fan of Niflheim, you'll be a fan of Ultra Sylvem. They're a little bit more melodic in some ways than Ultra Sylvam. I mean, than Niflheim. But they're definitely falling in that same category with the kind of thin, trebly production. Um, I would say that Ultra Sylvam are a bit more atmospheric than Niflheim. Um, they have a lot more use of different elements like keyboards and stuff that get thrown in that give you this really dark, like, death-worshipping, like, atmosphere. You know, they're a little bit different where, you know, if Niflheim is like <clears throat> drinking beer and um, and singing about Satan and stuff, Ultra Sylvam is kind of like the death-worshipping, you know, uh, equivalent of a similar type of vibe as Niflheim. This album is really, really good. Like, really sick. Um, I'm a big fan of this band and I've been listening, you know, uh, definitely, uh, this was one of the albums that was, uh, on a lot of repeat plays this year. 
Um, on number 22, we got Akarantas with Malokio, the Seven Tongues of Daemon. And uh, this might be one of the best Akarantas albums yet. Uh, I think um, definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's definitely a masterpiece, uh, you know, musically. Uh, they managed to cover pretty much all of the variety of sounds that he does, but I feel like everything's like tightened up in a lot of ways, like trimmed a lot of the fat that sometimes kind of, <clears throat> I wouldn't say, you know, a lot of, I like pretty much everything Akarantas has done, uh, but you know, some of the albums are a little long and there's a little fat on songs. This album cuts all of that. It's a very clean, like 45 minutes. Um, and just like, you know, hits you one after another with amazing songwriting, you know, a good mix of melody and aggression and atmosphere. And, um, I highly recommend this album if you're into very occult black metal that's, you know, about uh, kind of, you know, draconian uh, magic, which is what it's all about. Before that, on number 21, we got Kampfar with Till Clover's Takt. Um, big fan of Kampfar, uh, and indeed, some of their older albums were my favorite albums of the year. Uh, this album is a great one. Uh, I, uh, <coughs> I don't think it's necessarily their best, but I mean, Kampfar are a band that basically released one masterpiece after another. But uh, in this one, I think I like a little bit more than their last one. It feels a bit more like return to some of the sound of like uh, their album Profan and those albums a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is a great fucking album. Um, if you're not familiar with Comfar, they're kind of uh, uh, Norwegian um, folk black metal band, I guess you could say. They have these elements of folk music, but they're still pretty black metal in a lot of ways. Uh, some like keyboards and um, but there when you say folk black metal, some people get the wrong idea. Like it's not like fun, you know, no fun, none of that bullshit that you see. They're one of the best of this kind of idea. Like like the way like Comfar is kind of like how like Primordial is, where they bring this folk element, this type of feeling, and the kind of melodies and riffs uh, integrated into the metal rather than maybe doing this kind of stupid mix some bands do where they got like folk stuff and then then a metal song or whatever or you know like uh what i mean is that like it's integrated fully like the folk element and uh it's no gimmick or anything and it's not for fun it's not like drinking music or some shit it's very epic and heavy and intense and uh highly recommended so yeah now we're into the top 20 so yeah there we go um, and honestly, this album and Comfar, like I was having a hard time picking which one is wit, which one is twenty or twenty-one. But I decided to go with this one is twenty because I, I listened to it a lot more, particularly at the beginning of the year when it came out. I listened to it a ton. Uh, this album is Mara with Lokamar. Um Mara are a band from Sweden who I think are fast becoming one of the best newer black metal bands from from Sweden. Uh, they're basically, they do the this sound, the type of sound of intense, just fucking black metal, 
that's melodic yet has this kind of chainsaw guitars and intensity and dark atmosphere um and they got they got that kind of um atmosphere of say like arcanum you know like where it's all about the thursa true type of idea of like the thir thurs like uh giants and jotuns and all this stuff and uh, so that's what's going on through their music so it definitely has this dark germanic type of feeling much like uh domgard or arcanum uh but a little you know maybe a little bit more on the arcanum side as it is more raw and then your ten intense black metal and um yep yeah, uh <coughs> when this album came out towards the beginning of the year i was listening to them pretty much on repeat for a while so this was definitely uh, that's why this one hit uh 20 on my list because i think it's great and uh needs to be heard Number 19, we got Nordievel with uh, Navhal. Uh, this Nordievel are, um, have been like a pretty good band. Like I like the first two albums okay. Um, I feel like they t- took a step up with their Fenrir EP that came out. Um, I think that was last year. I don't remember exactly. Either last year or the year before. And... Um, I, I think this album is like the true step up like and i had this feeling like when uh before an album came out the second single was the song Navhal, which i think is the best song of the album and uh is so fucking dark and atmospheric um and i had this feeling like yeah like okay let's see and when this album came out i was like yeah this is great this is like a perfect example of the type of black metal they're doing it's a bit a little bit more modern and, and aggressive you know uh a bit more like modern production but at the same time really keeping up that that real black metal feeling um i mean when this album came out like uh, this is all i listened to for for i don't know a whole weekend uh, if not more like i kept coming back to it like it just really hits you know if you're a fan of suitor and those types of bands you're gonna like this album by nordievel and uh yeah this is one of my favorite albums here and that's why it's in number 19 number 18 we got chaos invocation with devil stone and man chaos invocation this is another album that came out early in the year that uh listened to a lot um you know came back to throughout the year as well chaos invocation are a great fucking band from germany you know, doing a real kind of orthodox black metal, but, you know, in their own way. Uh, this album takes a kind of turn. I think it's um, maybe a bit better than the last album, but, uh, you know, all their albums are great. And uh, this one I definitely highly recommend. Um, it's very aggressive, and, but atmospheric and, uh, you know, has that esoteric feeling at the same time. <coughs> Let's see. All right, so number 17 is the uh, only other death metal album on my list. And this one is, again, an early album out and one that uh, came back to you, which is Immolation with Acts of God. uh, Yeah, this is easily one of Immolation's best albums, in my opinion. Uh, It has a very strong black metal energy and feeling to it with, like, a lot of the riffs. Um, Very atmospheric uh, emulation album 
yeah, for me, I think it's one of my favorite albums by them. So, yeah, this is very high up. I mean, Immolation and Incantation, Morbid Angel, those are my favorite death metal bands. And so, yeah, definitely was very excited that there's a new Immolation album coming out, and it did not disappoint. This is, you know, a great fucking album. All right, so... Number 16, we have Cold with Svartzen. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, Cold is another band that I'm a big, big fan of. Uh, maybe a bit bigger fan of t- their other band, Toulouse, who is releasing an album, uh, I believe, uh, next month. So we're almost there for that one, which is probably going to be on my list next year. Uh, but yeah, Cold, uh, Svartzen, uh this is an amazing album. Uh, they're just really great songwriters, you know, like... Very, very tight songwriting. Don't fuck around. You know, still has a great atmosphere uh, at the same time. But there's like this real raw, stripped back feeling with when you listen to uh, to Cold, where, you know, you're just getting the guitars, drums, vocals, bass, and great songwriting and a uh, real great, grim Norwegian vibe. And, uh, I highly recommend this album. All right, so number 15, we had Unru with, uh, let's see how my German goes, Die Wiederkehr das Verdrangen, Verdrangen, Word, Word, Drangeten. I don't know. I'd have to get Ralph to pronounce it for me. Yep, Unru, I found out because my friend Ralph Smith from Ulta, um, heard him talking about Unru on an episode of Everything Went Black, and then I, you know, checked them out. Was really into their first album, uh, and then yeah, when he was talking about this album coming out, it was uh, last winter. I was definitely looking forward to it. This is a really, really great album. One thing I really like about Unru is that they're definitely more on the side of um, I don't know how to explain it. You know, they're kind of black metal that has. A bit of that, I guess, post vibe a little bit here and there. But they also, you know, they have riffs that sound like Celtic Frost here and there. You know, very... That's what I think endeared them to me the most was like um, their music has this very noisy, reverbed guitars, like intense, like dark vibe. And then uh, they throw in some like Hellhammer riffs, you know, it's fucking great. But then it also has these real atmospheric, like ambient parts with like ambient guitars and keyboards and, you know, whatever. I think they're a band that, you know, if you're a fan of, I don't know, like, uh, Ved Buen's End and, and those types of things, you're gonna like an Unru, you know, if you're a fan of that kind of spectrum of black metal, which is a little bit more on the experimental side, um, you know, but one of those bands that's still black metal through and through, but at the same time has this experimental ambient, you know, energy to it. You know, you need to check out Unru. I think, uh, yeah, they're definitely one of the better, best uh, German black metal bands, and go give them a listen. Um, all right, so number 14, we got... Uh, uh, one of my favorite bands, which is Drut, with All Belong to the Night. And uh, I think this is, I mean, the last, like, 
couple Darut albums have been fucking amazing. You know, like I, I think that that um, they they've just kind of like I don't know how to explain. It. Like there was this period where, and I don't think that Drut, any Drut album is bad, but I would say around the time of um, maybe like Handful of Stars, they kind of went. You know, it's not a bad album by any means, but if like they went off the rails a little bit, and I think they realized that where it got a little too you know, out there from, like, their roots. Um, so, like, you know, they had Eternal Turn of the Wheel, which was kind of rewriting things back onto the framework of, like, Autumn Aurora and all those kinds of albums. And then A Furrow Cut Short came out, which I think to this day is their, their master, one of their masterpiece albums. And that kind of shifted things with them where he kind of stripped things back, where Eternal Turn of the Wheel still had those elements of acoustic guitars and different things that you know, brought forward from uh, maybe around the time of, like, Autumn Aurora and those albums. Uh, and, you know, even later on, my, Microcosmos and stuff, you know, was still on there. But with a tur- furrow cut short, it's, like, back to basics, back to Forgotten Legends, like, just guitars, vocals, drums, bass, you know, really raw. And that's stayed the same for they often see dreams about the spring and uh, also all belong to the night. And, uh, yeah, All Belong to Night is a very dark, atmospheric, very um, intense, emotionally album. And, um, yeah, just lo- I really love this album. I listen to it a lot uh, during, the, during the fall into the early winter, which is, I think, the perfect time for it. Is this album is very much a, a fall into winter album, uh, really capturing that type of energy of that time of year. And uh, yeah, I love this one. Uh, again, another season to missed, and uh, highly recommended. I guess you could say all these on my list are highly recommended. I don't know why I keep saying that. That's why it's on the list. That's why I recommend it. You know. Um. Yep. So number thirteen. Uh. And you know, right now, particularly now, like the top like fifteen. This was. You could even say that it's an extended top ten because all these albums could easily be in my top ten. Uh, like I love these, you know, you could say the top 15 is, is straight up, like even the top 20 is every album could be in the top 10, like just depending on my mood. And uh, yeah, number 13, we got Devil with Na Skrider Natin Sort. And, uh, yep, Devil are a band that I've been a big fan of, um, when did I find out about them? I think maybe their second or third album had come out when I found it. You know, I've been into them for almost, for probably about 10 years or so. Um, and before, you know, I knew about Nettle Carrier and stuff and got into Diavol and, you know, um, I felt like when Diavol came out, I was like, all right, Norwegian Black Metal is coming, making a comeback even more, which is true. It has. I mean, I have a lot of Norwegian Black Metal on my list. Um, and, uh, yeah, Diavol is a great amazing band um you know they're definitely more on the kind of folky melodic again they're one of those bands that uses folky folk melodies in their riffs while maintaining pretty solid black metal vibe um i do think the band has just gotten better and better uh with with the with time you know they're they're one of those bands that that just keeps going from uh Strength to strength, you know, and and you, you know it's like I you find out about them in the first three albums and you think, oh man, these are great, but then 
then they come out with uh you know Blanc Swart de Graner, which is uh incredible album. One of my like still one of my favorites. But then you got Orma to Armor, Mane to Hold it, which is like you you know, great album, very, very dark, very great atmosphere. And so, you know, last year they had Tank Tankersum Rernaten, which is the first part of I guess a trilogy. So this album is the second part of the trilogy. And I guess you could say with this new trilogy, they've kind of shifted a little bit some of the sound where, you know, Warmer Tarmer was uh, a little bit more raw, stripped back. Uh, definitely like a lot of guitars going on, but it had this kind of raw, like ugly quality at the same time to the production. Um, I would say with this new trilogy that's ongoing, they've kind of shifted a little bit. There's like more keyboards on this, like there's more elements to it that remind me almost of 90, more 90s um, Norwegian black metal stuff with like the keyboards and melodic guitars and stuff. Uh, more acoustic guitars, which started a few albums ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, this album is a great follow-up to the first album. I think it's actually better than the last one. Um, I think this is this album is sick. Like, you know, like the atmosphere is amazing. This this album is a perfect album to listen to. You know, in the forest at night. You know, or driving through a snowy road or whatever. You know, like that kind of vibe. Like this is perfect. And uh, highly, yeah, like I said, highly recommended, like all the albums. But yeah, I just I'm, can't praise this album enough, um, like for that kind of sound, you know. You're not going to get like too much like aggressive old school riffs of Diablo. Uh, they have, this album has a few times where they, where you get a little bit like that. But, you know, if you want the kind of more melodic folk melody riffs, and things like that, you know, like, in my opinion, Diablo are a band, like, <clears throat> like, uh, like, you know, you got, you got that band Talke, like, you know, he does the, the kind of folky riffs or whatever, but I feel like Diablo are, like, the, uh, the better version of that, like, you know, like, they write riffs, and it's not, like, shifting constantly, like, in, in an annoying way, like, Take does like, and the riffs are better than most of Take's riffs on their newer albums. You know, it it's just like uh, more to my taste, I would say, than the latest Take albums. Like, I like the first three Take, four Take albums, and after that, I can take or leave it. Um, but Diavol, I think, are easily one of the best modern Norwegian black metal bands, hands down, and they just really release one fucking masterpiece after another and i'm sure they're gonna do the same with the next part of this trilogy next year um <clears throat> all right let's see so yeah so we're down to number 12 this was a late release uh there's been a few of these late releases that had absolutely no no uh uh, what do you call it? Uh, no warning. But this one is Mr. Ming with Med Hamri. And uh, Mr. Ming, I think they're a great out band. I've been listening to them since their first album came out. Um, you know, And I feel like this band, though, it's one of those ones that just keeps getting better. You know, each album builds on the last one. Uh, you know, and, and builds like the atmosphere on the last one. And this one is like perfection.
production is perfection has this fuzz fuzzy gritty quality that i love to the whole thing it's this intensity um it manages to go back and forth between a kind of funeral mist level of intensity at times like there's parts that really remind me of funeral mr marduk but then there's other parts where it gets more like atmospheric and and moody um it's just perfection this album is a perfect album and you know uh <coughs> Uh, you know, the only reason it's not higher is because uh, maybe uh, some of the other albums, I was, you know, just it's this one could be up high, uh, but maybe there's some album albums that maybe um I just listen to a bit more, and you know, but uh, it's a fucking great album, and you know, uh, if you're a fan of that kind of Icelandic black metal, I definitely recommend picking this up. I think this is one of the best of that whole thing you know particularly nowadays when now we don't have you know um, i mean i don't think svarti dorothy is around anymore or and i don't know about sinmara so i mean they're they're kind of dropping right now so you know it's great to have this new misterming album and uh i think it's it's um yeah definitely one of the best black metal albums and if somebody had this as a number one i wouldn't wouldn't you know wouldn't blink at that and if my uh, top ten was only black metal, because I have a few non-black metal albums on it, um, then this would, this would be in the top ten. Um, yep. And so let's see. Number eleven is another one like that. If I didn't have, if I only did black metal on the list, would be in the top ten. And this is uh, they're both actually albums released by Norma Evangel and Diabali. And this one is uh, Verberis with Adumbration of the Veiled Logos. This is another super, super sick album with um, a lot of, like, you know, they're a bit more on the dissonant side, but uh, I think the thing that's cool about, about Verberis is that they do that in a way that uh, doesn't sound like they're fucking posers, like a lot of bands that are coming out nowadays doing that do. Um, they sound legit like this is what they're doing and and uh the songwriting is amazing uh when i got into this album i mean i was like hardcore into it listening to them listening to this album like a whole bunch and i checked their older music which is also really great um i believe this band is from like new zealand or something like that i believe um their first album has a little bit more of that that kind of bestial type of don't don't know quality which i am uh in love with and um but they kind of elevate it into the slightly different direction which shows up in this album production on this is perfect much like the misterming one they're both like got this noisy gritty quality that's still powerful see that's what i like i like the kind of gritty noisy production that's still powerful and punching you in the fucking face that's what i like i want black metal that that does that you know um, I mean, sometimes it's cool to have a bit thinner production for some types of black metal, but my favorite type is the real, like, you know, punchy in the face one, but it's still dirty. I don't really like clean production at all, but yeah, so the production is perfect. The sounds hurt. The vocals, uh, vibe is great. Very esoteric feeling. Uh, so yeah, uh, must, must listen to, uh, number 10, we got Theriomorph from Finland with Diabolical blood swords so yeah this was a close one these this one verberis and mr ming i was having a really hard time picking which one to put at number 10 but i ended up falling on the side of 
theriomorph for one main reason, which is that I've, I guess I've been listening to it longer in a way. Um, but I, it just, uh, it doesn't, it's, I love this album, you know, <clears throat> again, it's got a pretty good production, maybe not as powerful as Rivera's or Mr. Ming, but a very, very like appropriate production, appropriate black metal sound, amazing riffs, amazing vibe. Um, there's just something about this album that hits me. I guess that's why it, gets, it hits me a little bit more than those other two in a way, like the vibe and the feeling of this band and this album, just do it a little bit more, if that makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, this is the one, this one is from Territory Possessions, um, who have released, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, my top 10 is, is, has a lot of Territory Possessions, as we'll get into. I think that label from Norway is, you know, it's involved with the kind of Nidrosian black metal scene, I think is one of the best labels in black metal right nowadays, and, they release fucking great albums and uh most of the stuff they release is gonna be in my uh is like to generally tend to really like and uh tends to be the type of black metal that I like. Not everything. They you know, like last year they released a couple albums that I wasn't quite as into. But uh this one is definitely one of the ones that I love. Um, let's see. Number nine, we have another Territory Possessions album. Uh, Askerregen with Brenned Okresgrod. And the, this album, uh, <clears throat> another late release, but uh, it made up for it for me. Um, this is one of those ones that's close to perfection for me in terms of just the noisy, powerful production, gritty production, very intense, fucking grimy riffs and songwriting and intense and it's just fucking great vocals hits you in the face with intensity all the way through from beginning to end like i love this album another one that i i can't can't say how much i love it enough and um yeah the if you like that kind of black metal definitely get another one to listen to if you like the the last ones i've been mentioning particularly mr ming you're gonna like ask Regan, i believe Although they're a little bit more primitive than Mr. Ming. You know, kind of similar style production and stuff. They're a little bit more noisy, actually, and a little bit more primitive. And that does it for me. That's why they're higher. <coughs> All right. Before that is uh, Funeral Harvest. Another ter- uh Well, this one was not Territory Possessions. I don't think this is another label. But they're also connected to that whole scene, I believe. Have members who are connected to other bands in that um but yeah funeral harvest with redemptio yeah another one of the nidrosian black metal bands uh this album is a masterpiece of real classic i guess it is definitely more classic black metal um <coughs> very aggressive but then has his atmospheric moments um and you know it's a perfect example of one of the types of black metal i like like um you know, I'm a big fan of, like, Funeral Winds, for example. They do this real classic type of black metal, but do perfect. Funeral Harvest are yet another one of those bands that does this, and it's perfection. Like, the production is great. Maybe not, you know, for a more clean, cleaner, but still raw production, Funeral Harvest does it, does the trick for what I would like for black metal if you're going to have a bit cleaner production. Um, yeah. Yeah. Highly, highly recommended. Great album if you like, if you like 
black metal. I mean, it's just classic, uh, atmospheric, occult black metal. Um, so yeah, so now number seven, we got Shape of Despair with Return to the Void. And it should be pointed out that a new Shape of Despair album is always a, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, an important thing. You know, you don't get it, it hasn't happened very often, right? You know, like, it's been a while since the last one, but it hasn't been as long as that one. I mean, between the one before and that one. So yeah, because, you know, Illusions Play to Monotony Fields was, I think, oh, over a decade, right? But it hasn't been that long since Monotony Fields which is great. This album is stands right up there with Angels of Distress. I believe. I think it's one of their best albums. You know, I think it stands right up there next to Angels of Distress and Monotony Fields and everything. It's, maybe I even like this one a little bit more than Monotony Fields in some ways because it has a bit more of that, I don't know, uh, darker type of feeling that uh, Monotony, that um, it's like shape, you know, Angels of Distress have. Um, huge fan of Shape Despair have been since I was, you know, a teenager and got Angels of Distress, uh, and got into Funeral Doom, you know, and, uh, yeah, this band never disappoints and it's always an event when they release an album and, and, you know, there's no way this is not making my top 10. Um, number six, we got Mortus of Diabolerie. And um, here's another kind of event band. They don't release albums very often. They've only released uh, two before this. And uh, they're always, always great band. Um, this album might be their best album. I mean, it's a masterpiece, like, in every way. If you like orthodox, occult black metal, uh, and you haven't heard of uh, Mortus, you gotta hear it. If you like, if you're a fan of Unscapped or... Um, even maybe offer mod to a certain extent, uh, but imagine like Unscapped, but uh, a little bit more—I don't know—a bit more moody in some ways. Uh, this you're gonna have uh, Mortus, yep. And Diablory is definitely, I think, one of their best albums. I, I think it's better than the last one, but um, maybe not as good as the first. I don't know. Maybe they're equal. They're different. But yeah, if you you know, it's four long songs that develop over time. Um, and really give you this dark, um, occult, esoteric atmosphere. So, yeah, highly recommended. Um, and, yeah, Mortus are cool as well because they're, you know, members of the Dragon Rouge and, you know, really 100% um, back in their occult element with action. <clears throat> All right, now we're in the, the top five. We're almost there. Uh, number five is uh, also with all that has never been true. So yeah, um, before I before I met Ralph um, Ralph Schmidt from Ulta, um, I was a fan of Ulta. I've been a fan of Ulta for for years now. Uh, for, uh, I think uh, 2017. So yeah, that's when I found out about them. I believe it's that year. Um, and yeah, their music is very, had an important place for me, uh, got me through some dark times and their older music and, uh, you know, uh, and it's been definitely an honor actually getting to, you know, get to know Ralph and getting to talk to him and, you know, all this stuff. So, um, but, uh, 
all that regardless this new oath album is a sick album you know like and i would think so no matter what you know what i mean like this album i feel like it's a step like step up definitely from from the last one like inexplicable wandering was not a bad one but um I don't think it was as good as, as the first two albums. And then, you know, they had the great EP, the Blong EP that came out, which I think, like, was a definitely step in a great direction from Inexplicable Wandering. And this one is a even better direction. One thing I really like about this album, too, is that it has this really feeling of, like, weird fiction and stuff. Like, it's not just... Um, like, sometimes with some of the older albums, like, uh, it has this intense, like, emotional like primal scream type of feeling like very very dark like you know like um and uh that's probably why like when i was in one of the darkest places of my life i connected with it and brought me this feeling of kind of to overcome this feeling um but this album has like a slightly different feeling that you can get into without that i guess like has this dark um you know quality that i can i can feel that connects you to something a little bit different um i don't know how to explain exactly but uh yeah i think the songwriting is on another level you can tell that they've experimented with different types of songwriting and so apply different ones there's some shorter songs some longer songs a lot of different things going on great use of keyboards and and um, atmospheric elements and um you know just like a great step up for Ulta. I mean, I think they've taken that next level step with their music and their songwriting and the production and everything. Like, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they come up with next. Um, so yeah, the amazing album. Uh, <clears throat> number four, uh, we got Strigoy with Viscera. Strigoy is the side project of, um, uh, oh my God. Um, Uh, I'm definitely having like a moment. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, sorry. Uh, Gregor McIntosh <laughs> of uh the Almighty Paradise Lost. Um, he obviously had the Valonfire album uh band before this, and then you know broke that up and started this one with uh his last album. I hope it's gone. Uh, which when that came out was one of my favorite albums of that year. Um, was a huge fan of the Strigoi album and the Valonfire albums, and really, really like this is probably one of my most anticipated albums of the year. And this one did not disappoint in any way. Uh, it really took a step up from. I mean, I thought All Hope, All Faith is Gone, uh, was like an amazing fucking album, like our band in All Faith. Sorry. Um. But this album's like even better. Like this album is is literally just like perfect. Like and it has this dark, just abyssic black feeling that just is so like intoxicating if you if you resonate with that that type of vibe. Um just absolute incredible atmosphere, like and great, amazing songwriting, really catchy, really like hits you hard. Like just has that that type of songwriting that I that I like, I need for, for this kind of more doomy side of things. Like it's perfect, and you know, 
Um, and it has a lot of relevance to black metal as well in the vibe, I think, personally. And, you know, particularly for darker, more, I guess, like, abyssic quality of black metal, you'll like this one. The, um, I, this is an amazing, amazing album. Um, so yeah, number three, we got, uh, one of my most listened to albums for the whole year, and was my top album of the year until the first two came out, and this is Darvaza with Ascending into Perdition, the last, uh, Territory Possessions album. Uh, yeah, Darvaza is another band. I think there's one member from Italy and one member who's also involved with, um, one of my other top albums, and, uh, you know, part of the Nidrosian black metal scene. Um, this album is perfect. Another perfect album, like, um, their songwriting is, is amazing. Like, this one is albums I listen to over and over and over again. I mean, I, uh, been listening to Darvaza over and over since, uh, since, um, finally got this album. I remember after it came out, uh, seeing a lot of people that I know posting about it, posting the cover and stuff. And I was like, you know, I need to check this band out. So I went and listened to the album was blown away, like from get go. I just like, Oh wow, this is amazing. You know, this, uh, and, uh, you know, went back and listened to their earlier EPs as well. And uh, for this kind of esoteric, satanic uh, side of black metal, I mean, for me, this is the one of, the mo- one of those kind of perfect ones where it's, it's you know, they have, like, this element of old-school uh, metal. Like, they're not too hard, high, ha- heads up their asses like some bands get when they get too, like, into the occult side of black metal. You know, some bands just sound, like, pretentious as fuck. I don't like that. This band, you know, they got fucking, you know, songs like Triumphant Hungry Darkness, which is sticks in your head. It's catchy. It's got this kind of old-school metal vibe uh, in a way. But then they also have more, you know... Uh, atmospheric, uh, dark atmospheric parts and different things going on, more like melodies and stuff. Uh, great uses of like classical samples and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, uh, particularly during the spring and the summer, this was like one of my go-to albums I listened to over and over and over again. And uh, I, yeah, I love this album. I'd say a nine, number two is... Uh, a band featuring uh, the singer of Darvaza as one of the main members, and that is Ritual Death with Ritual Death, their first album. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the reason why Ritual Death kind of went a bit above Darvaza uh, is mostly because the whole vibe of what Ritual Death is doing is is like perfect to me. Like this is like. Uh, it's like if you take like the kind of bestial, you know, fucking caveman black metal and melded it with the kind of Norwegian orthodox black metal sound of like the Nidrosian bands, you get Ritual Death. And, uh, you know, I knew this album was probably going to be one of my favorite albums of the year, just judged off of like Ritual Death's previous EPs and like the one song they released before it came out. Uh, I literally can't get enough of this album. Like, just listen to it over and over again. It's 
amazing dark atmosphere uh, and just the kind of primitive caveman fucking black metal but done in a really intelligent like way uh, with amazing songwriting that never gets old you know this is one of those kind of albums it's like one of my you know one of those ideas of perfection of a certain type of black metal for me is contained on this album so yeah that's what that's why it is number two and then my uh, we're finally there we got to the number one album of the year for me <clears throat> and um uh, much like last year where funeral mist right at the end of the year who are you know funeral mister one of my all-time favorite black metal bands hands down uh this year we got the same thing happening but this time with a band that i think you know i mean i love maybe even a bit more in funeral mist but pretty close to the same and that is hate forest their new album innermost and uh yeah hate forest are easily one of my favorite black metal bands of all time uh huge fan of all their stuff and have been for many you know since i was a teenager and uh my friend sent me uh sent me um uh, <clears throat> sent uh, me skidia and um battlefield you know my friend chris sent me those albums and and uh couldn't get enough from there and a uh, big fan of everything they've done i love purity sorrow most ancient ones like i really liked hour of the centaur as well Although maybe wasn't as much my favorite as some of the older ones, but Innermost, I think stands right up there with their older albums. And my, I know Sage said that he thinks it's maybe his favorite album by them, which I can't argue with in a lot of ways. I mean, I'd be hard pressed. I mean, I think it's one of one of the best easily. It's definitely got a great mixture of sounds uh you know i think they kind of touch upon every element of their career from like the you know blasting sinister feeling of like sorrow and um skidia with like the slower more moody songs that remind you of maybe the the slower songs and purity or or not quite battlefields but you know um, it has has everything. It has some slower stuff. It has some more intense, even dissonance. So it, you know, if you're a fan of um, Hate Forest, you got a little bit of everything on here. So you're not going to be disappointed. And um, yeah, I mean, the reason why it's my number one album is because you know Hate Forest are one of my favorite bands, and for them to release a new album out of nowhere. And for it to be one of their best albums, I mean, that has to stand up as, like, yeah, this is my favorite. Even it came out at, towards the end. I've also listened to it a ton of times since it came out. And uh, it's a perfect album for, like, this time of year and listening to it, like, with, like, the cold, you know, like, freezing winds of winter. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. So, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I, I, uh, that's why it is my number one. And it will be the only album in my list though that's not gonna be on the Spotify list because uh, for some reason Spot Hate Force is not on Spotify. I don't know why it did it was before. Nowadays, I mean, you can find it on um, YouTube. Like I have YouTube Red and uh, it's on there. I don't know why the fuck it's on Spotify. You know, probably some yeah idiot you know complaining or something. I don't know. I don't know like what nonsense why it's on Spotify. But uh, and I need to order a copy as um, 
it's kind of hard. I don't know. I'm I'm keeping my eyes open for it to be on a distro, so I don't have to order it from Osmos. From, but I may have to order it from Osmos. But we'll see. But yeah, this fucking album is absolutely killer, and that's why it's number one. <clears throat> so yeah, before I close out the episode, as I need to do, um, I guess I'll go ahead and mention um a few non-metal albums that I recommend. Uh, I recommend, uh, let's see, the new Rome album. Um, the, uh, I gotta remember the name of it. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, here we go. I think it's, um, Hegemonicon, Journey to the End of Light. Uh, I'm a big fan of of Rome for a very long time. Uh, I've been a big fan of them since their second album came out, Confessions on Delamore or whatever. And uh, I'm still probably the biggest fan of their first three albums. I do like a lot of their later stuff as well. Um, and I was really blown away by this new album by Hegemonicon. Like, it really... It has a lot of the kind of more post-punk elements that I liked about the first few albums have come back to this one, which I really liked a lot. <coughs> so, yeah, that's why it's... I mean, I was a big fan of this. Um, definitely one I'll be going back to a lot. Uh, another non-metal album that I recommend is uh, Ten-Horned Beast with the Lamp of No Light. Uh, that's if you like dark ambient. You definitely need to to give that one a listen uh i think that's like one of the best like dark ambient albums out there like it's fucking great and uh yeah that band is great like it was cool finding out about them um like uh i found out about them through uh the Rauta. uh he uh he did it he reviewed it and i went and checked out i was like oh fuck this is sick you know like uh big fan um Trying to remember the name of the uh uh That's okay, I can't find it. There's another dark ambient album I was gonna mention, but I can't remember the name of it. Um the uh I also recommend uh Murderbait, the band Murderbait. Uh <laughs> not uh not not Masturbate, but Murderbait and uh their album, um <laughs> Uh, nostalgia like cancer. So yeah, that's another really great non-metal album to listen to. Um, can't really think of much else off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other good ones that came out, but I mean, I honestly didn't listen to much aside from dark ambient and black metal, a little death metal. I mean, maybe classical and stuff. You know, like just like not really wasn't really like. I mean, I listened to old post-punk and stuff throughout the year and older music but i didn't there wasn't a lot of newer stuff that i heard that uh really captured me that i can think of off the top of my head um you know i'm sure i'll be finding stuff you know throughout throughout a while like oh yeah that came out that year that was good but as far as what i actually listened to throughout the year there wasn't a lot of non-metal this year and you know aside from rome and uh uh um there wasn't like any um, 
any of my favorite like you know post punk bands or whatever you know i guess interpol released an album uh but i haven't still haven't really gotten gotten around to listening to it uh, so yeah <laughs> gotta do that and um yeah i think that will close it out a few albums that almost made the list was uh we got um Cult of Luna with their newest album, um, what was it called? Uh, the Long Road North. Um, then we also got Mord A Stigmata with their album, uh, like Ants and Snakes, which is really, really cool. Like black metal with like kind of goth rock elements. And then uh, you got Desolate Shrine with Fires of the Dying World, which was a great doom metal album. So yeah, those are some of the, uh, the um you know shout outs so you know kind of like also ran you know they almost made the list but then uh other things came out that took their places you know because we had a lot of great albums come out in december definitely looking forward to things coming out next year this year i mean i think the next few months is gonna be pretty packed with a lot of really good albums coming out in february and march i'm looking forward to new funeral winds and new marduk New Depeche Mode, uh, New Toulouse, um, New Mork, um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit coming out. It's hard to remember everything. So yeah, I think this year is going to be a very, very packed year, just like last year was. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and me running down my list. And, uh, you know, go check these albums out and um, check out the playlist and, you know, uh let me know what you think of some stuff um but yeah i hope you guys have a good night or a good day or good morning wherever whenever whoever you are and uh we'll talk to you next week hail satan Mm -hmm.